Hey everyone, this is Krish and hope you're doing well. Welcome to Snowpal's podcast. In this podcast, I want to talk a little bit more about caching uh, and we'll try to pick up from where I left off in the last podcast. But before I go into the podcast, I want to ask you if you got a chance to check out pitch.snowpal.com. If not, I strongly urge you to do so because you're going to immensely enjoy the structure it brings to your life. Uh, having said that, let's get into the podcast. I don't exactly recall where I ended the last one, but I know I, I did not go into the details of this particular aspect of caching which is uh, the fact that there almost never is a is a silver bullet and what i mean by that is when you try to solve a performance issue or even or even a scalability issue it's natural to want to look for that one big bottleneck uh, and by alleviating that we hope uh, that everything is is resolved and things are working beautifully uh, that might happen but it's probably doesn't happen all the time and it's very likely that it even does happen uh because you know in my experience i've seen that when you're trying to improve performance uh if it, if the page takes or the api or the mobile screen doesn't matter what it is if it takes like a whole lot of time like 3 seconds or so uh bringing it down to like half a second is 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 all right i mean it's not it's it's not easy nothing is easy but it's not terribly difficult and i think i may have mentioned it in one of my previous podcasts but when you go below a half a second things get pretty challenging and then in that in those scenarios there isn't necessarily a single place at least most of the time from what i've seen uh, where things are going wrong it's usually a death by a thousand cuts and again what i mean by that is uh, there are many tiers to a particular request be it an http request or if it's all scoped to the backend services uh, it doesn't matter right uh, there could be n number of things happening within the realm of that or the scope of that request and now as much as we might sometimes hope to find that one big bottleneck um like i mentioned earlier it's it's not it's, it's rarely the case that uh is was causing a performance issue it's usually a number of different things put together collectively caused the problem i was trying to make some optimizations recently like a couple of days back uh for an api that uh, for a web request that result that uh, ends up calling one or more apis and each of them took like over 150 to 175 milliseconds now that in itself might not seem like a big number uh, but you know generally if something takes longer than 80 to 100 milliseconds it tends to become noticeable and if you're very picky like i am it becomes even more so noticeable so uh, and again if you have couple of apis and you know your chain is only as strong as the weakest link so you want to make sure that none of your api calls uh take that long or at least the ones that uh shouldn't be taking that long when you're adding new content when you're doing something like that it's all right for it to take a little bit longer uh but when you're fetching content you want that to be uh screaming fast right we want all of it to be as fast as possible but some pages and some screens ought to be faster than others because you know as a user you're willing to wait that extra 10 20 50 100 milliseconds in some cases but not in other cases and as i found out and as i expected it was not a single big problem that was adding to that 50 or 100 milliseconds it was a number of things that were happening and essentially when you have a, a distributed application with n number of tiers it's a double edged sword right uh, we want for it to be that way your architecture should be distributed and we can do a def- different podcast on this on that topic entirely so uh but you know the 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 cons of it being in super distributed is the fact that there are multiple hubs and every time there is a hub there is going to be some latency and if the ne- if network is involved in those hubs uh, there is going to be latency that you cannot directly control not all the time at least right 
So what do you do? You try to minimize the number of those network calls. Uh, and again, it's, it's, uh, it's a simple to state it that way, but how do you actually implement it, put that into practice uh, in any given scenario? That depends on that particular scenario, on your use cases, requirements, users, volume, and, and a whole lot of other things, right? Uh, but essentially, you want to minimize those round trips, whether it's from your uh, the browser to your web server, your web server to your app server, app to the database server, or you could be having, uh, you could be interacting or integrating with a number of other services uh, in the middle uh, from a backend standpoint. So there could be a number of things that are happening before the user actually sees that page being rendered. By page, I generally mean a web page. Uh, and when I say screen, I generally refer to a mobile screen. Uh, just to call out for that distinction but sometimes I use it synonymously so in this particular case I'm just saying uh, as far as the user is concerned your page is constructed in a, in a uh, what do I say I mean they don't obviously care how your page is constructed but the general expectation might be that uh, your page is all constructed or slash assembled at the same time but that's not the case and depending on your framework and the uh, client uh, uh, libraries that you might be using you could be making requests in parallel and assembling those pages using some templating engines and doing a bunch of things to, to render the page as quickly as you can and at least hide the parts that are rendering not so quickly so it's not super obvious or conspicuous to the user. So uh, from a development standpoint, you'll be doing a lot of those things. But ultimately, we all want to make sure that the users have a pretty seamless experience, right? So try to reduce uh, the number of hops and where you have to do those hops try to find out how you can optimize them uh, reducing is one aspect of uh, optimizing it the other aspect is yeah sure we have to make the hop but where in that uh, request is the time taken is it the uh, is, is it the time taken by the backend services themselves or are you returning large amounts of data? Is, is your payload that's returned a whole lot larger uh, than it needs to be? Because a page might, may or may not use all of the attributes that are part of that payload. So you may want to look into those aspects as well. So your, your APIs only return what you want for them to return. If you're using REST, it's a little more difficult. Uh, if you're using GraphQL, it becomes much easier. Um, so, you know, obviously if you're writing something new, uh, I love GraphQL, I highly recommend it. Uh, but you know, a lot of times we have a combination of REST and GraphQL APIs because we may have started that uh, a little while ago and we are either, uh, uh, you know, you can't, it's, it's not always easy to migrate in entirety. So you migrate certain aspects of your application, you put them over to these newer stacks and newer methodologies and protocols and design patterns. So you don't want to rock the foundation. You want to keep your product stable. Um, so you know that you establish that trust with your clients and then you want to make these improvements. And a lot of times the framework improvements are not seen necessarily by the end user. Uh, I mean, they wouldn't care whether it's bootstrap three or four, but you want to be, uh, you want to keep yourselves up to date in, in general, because you know, if you're on a version of Ruby or, or a version of Node uh, that's far behind, then you're not going to be able to leverage the NPM modules that actually have a dependency on that version as well. Now, none of that, I realize the last three minutes or maybe two minutes of what I said has little or nothing to do with caching. Uh, that's part of uh, what I need to learn in terms of sticking to a particular topic when I'm doing this podcast. But I just want to convey this aspect of my thought process today, which was, uh, don't always look for that one single big problem when you're optimizing. It might be a combination of many things that cause a problem. 
and I'll go in a little bit more detail about that particular aspect maybe in a subsequent podcast. Uh, but hopefully some of this made sense to you. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.